Hello and welcome to 25 Cents, an Apple Arcade podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode, we'll be talking about the Apple Arcade games we've tried, what we keep going back to, and what we think might be great games to check out if you've got kids. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts on the internets or on the web at goodstuff.fm. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. Not much has really changed since last we talked, I don't think. I mean, we're we're both kind of stuck at home now. Mm-hmm. In 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 various degrees of stay-at-home orders. <laughs> yeah, are you under uh legal requirement to stay home now or is it still like suggested? Yeah, I'm a little unclear as to what Governor Inslee's emergency powers entail. I you are only supposed to go out for essential services, which is basically food and medical care. But I don't know what kind of tickets or arrests they can make if if you actually violated that. It's not. It's definitely not a curfew. Um, I think it's stronger in other jurisdictions in the U.S. right now. But we don't really have anywhere to go. We're stocked up. We're staying home. Um, yeah. But before we get into uh, the world of, of pandemic, I, I do have a quick confession to make. Okay. This week, I did not play the game. <sighs> I need my gasp sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a Do you have a soundboard uh, I don't have entry? Kenny can soundboard, no. But yeah, and I will also uh, confess that I have not played it, even though I was the one who was uh, had had the most time, I guess, or availability. I was on holidays. I was traveling by plane. I there's plenty of opportunity all over the place to do it. Other than, I will say that um, I was probably naive to think that leaving winter and snow to a beach and sun uh, area, probably not the greatest place to try and fit in some video game time on your phone. Uh, if you're at all uh, vitamin D deficient, as I do, as most Canadians are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, that being said, it's, uh, yeah, there's plenty of time. I, I really got into, actually, I, I made use of Apple TV Plus. Is that what it's called? The, um, oh, shoot, I haven't finished it now. The series. Um, the one about the video game company. Why am I blanking? Oh yeah, the name? Uh, Mythic, Quest Mythic Quest Ravens Banquet. Yeah, which uh, we actually just finished the season finale uh, two nights ago. Oh nice. Um, yeah, I I downloaded a couple episodes to my phone on the way down, and then and watched those instead of playing the game. And then on the way back, I downloaded two or three more episodes and played that on the way back while not touching anything at all. Um, and so, yeah, it, I loved it. There was a, I so I haven't finished yet, I guess, but there's, I think I have one or two episodes left. But uh, episode six, five, I forget. It's the one where like they show the history of sort of. Yeah, it's episode five. It, it's like totally distinct from the rest of the series. And it was the best episode by far. Yeah, like I, I want to almost, I was tempted to show it to my wife because she hasn't watched the series at all. I was kind of tempted to show it to her that just that episode and see like, did they do a good job of like building up to that point? Or was it just, just a really good standalone episode of tv that like sits on its own but it, i mean there is some emotional resonance with what else is going on but uh it feels like just as a standalone episode it was like one of the better episodes of tv i've seen in the last few years anyways yeah they they did a really good job it there's there's some little payoffs relative to it later in the the season but yeah it's um yeah i, I really enjoyed it it's got a lot of fun references the the hardest part about a show like that is part of what makes it funny is how terrible everyone is and Sometimes that's less fun to watch than other shows where people actually like care for each other. Like 
the good place or Brooklyn Nine Nine, where everyone's sort of nice. Yeah, yeah. There, there isn't really. Well, I guess I'll find out. You don't have to tell me, but a whole lot. There isn't a whole lot of redeeming, redemption, act of redemption. I guess <laughs> going on little little moments, but nothing. Uh, anyways, that's we're not Apple TV Plus corner. We'll cover the Apple TV in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> moving on, I guess what what uh, in, in the world of quarantine. <laughs> Now that we're under, as we come home to this um, crazy world that we're in, and obviously everybody out there, wherever you are in the world, obviously we hope you're staying safe, you're washing your hands, you're obviously, I'm assuming, under some sort of stay-at-home order or suggestion, and uh, yeah, just be smart as I scratch my nose, I just realized. But uh, we've been under, because we came from out of country, then we're, as the weeks week has gone on, we're under, like, initially it was just suggested to stay home, now we're ordered as of yesterday were ordered to isolate 14 days um and uh, not coming not even go grocery shopping basically you're not supposed to as of yesterday you weren't even allowed to take public transit home from the airport if you came from out of country so which kind of leaves a lot of people hanging in a bit in balance but uh people are making do and having friends obviously take care of them and stuff but anyways um so we're on day 11 now as i record this and all signs are good everybody seems to be healthy but just playing it safe obviously with what's going on. So it does allow for a lot more video game time with kids being three kids being home from school <laughs> and a little bit less work getting done. But uh, what's what video games have been like going on in your world in our kids corner section? Yeah. So we right right as uh, things were starting to quiet down here in Seattle, I think they they went to the like, you really should stay home, but it and the schools started closing, but we weren't yet at um no, definitely stay home, essential services only. Uh, we picked up Yoshi's Crafted World uh, for the Switch, mm. which has been a a great platformer to play with my son because it's a little bit more forgiving than the new Super Mario Brothers in terms of how many tricky jumps there are and how easy it is to fall and that sort of thing. But also there's a two-player co-op mode where one of the Yoshis can hop on the back of the other Yoshi. So basically I can drive and do all the jumping and he can do all the egg throwing and, oh, nice. and like picking up items and stuff. And so that's like a good uh, kind of team mode, especially as he's a younger player. And then if he wants to, he can hop off and do some of the moves himself. But if he's feeling like, oh yeah, that looks too hard. I'll just hop on your back and you, you know, kind of carry me through this section. And it's got this fun little like paper craft look and feel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at it in the stream and seeing it if you're watching. Um, I've wondered about that. And I see actually there's a demo now, so I'll have to just download that and try because it's um, the trouble. So it's a two-player game at most, right? That's Correct. Right. Yeah. So that's where we're always stuck because we've got three kids and looking for good multiplayer games to occupy their time. So we've got Mario Kart, which works really well, but that does get old eventually. Like it's a fun one, but you can't two hours of Mario Kart is a lot of <laughs> racing around the track. Uh, and not that they're doing that necessarily, but um, I've often looked at that and thought uh, we were going to, we should try that out because it looks like a lot of fun. And, and yeah, Mario, um, the Mario games themselves are often the, the newest one on the switch has multiplayer support, but inevitably it turns into a yelling fest where somebody goes too far ahead <laughs> and someone else can't get there and they fall off and then they get mad at each other and punches start flying. And yeah. Yeah. We, we just have that conflict. If, uh, if if my wife and I are playing, you know, we have to be very careful to work together <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and not introduce any any strife. 
in in terms of uh, multiplayer, so there was a, a Nintendo Mini Direct this morning. You know, they just posted to YouTube like a a thirty minute roundup of new games that are out or coming. And I saw there's like a Minecraft Dungeons that's coming that looked like it might be a fun sort of Diablo light kind of game. Um, I don't know much about it, but yeah, it seems like there's a lot of stuff uh, happening in in the Switch space and. Of course, there's there's lots of new Apple Arcade games that are coming. It seems like there was kind of a lull around the holidays of new releases, and now there's been more of a weekly, you know, new and interesting game coming out again. Yeah, I was just say Minecraft Dungeons. I saw a launch trailer for a month or two ago. I forget when they first launched it, but it definitely looks like a fun one that um, would be great for kids who are you know weaned on Minecraft, uh, grew up on Minecraft and need maybe a little bit more adventure to the game, uh, without having to worry about destroying their friends, creations and things like that, which often happens on uh, servers. I hear from my kids screaming at each other as well. I think the common, oh, no. I was kind of joking about how like games that start with M seem to cause a lot of fights in our family with amongst games, but I think it's actually just our kids, but, um, <laughs> there's something about three. There's always going to be somebody who's like, yeah, either left out or feels like they weren't equally, didn't get equal time or whatever in the dungeon or in the in the castle or whatever. Uh, but it looks like it would be a lot of fun, I think. And that's so that's coming out soon-ish? I think so. And then the other one that looked good was, um, I think it was just called Good Job. And it was like, a, you know, you were, it was kind of a silly running around the office gopher thing. You know, you have to clean up this mess, move the projector down the hall. But everything's destructible and you gets increasingly silly. Um, nice. It, it reminded me a little bit of, um, I don't know if you ever played um, any of the old Mac shareware games um, from uh, Ambrosia Software, but they had Harry the Handsome Executive. <laughs> I didn't play that one. <laughs> uh, and, and you're just like scooting around in an office chair with a staple gun, uh, you know, trying to avoid various traps and enemies. It, it reminded me of that a little bit, obviously, with a modern uh, take on it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Minecraft Dungeons is coming out April 10th is what they said. So obviously it could be delayed, I guess, with uh, everything that's going on in the world. But if they're talking about the Nintendo Direct, I would assume it's actually coming. We, we have not jumped into Minecraft quite yet in this house, although um, my son is well aware of it between the Minecraft Lego camp he did last summer and the Netflix interactive series that there was. Um, oh, and yeah. just the Minecraft Lego in general has, was his exposure to the to the idea. Yeah. Um, so, well, we might have to explore that. I, I hear, uh, you know, there's there's Minecraft on the Good Stuff FM server. So, yeah, yeah, it is a lot of fun, and that's actually what our kids have been mostly playing is Minecraft on computers, actually, with their cousins who are you know spread across the country here, and mm-hmm. we got a free 30 day Realms trial, which is Minecraft's multiplayer server thing. Ten people can be on it, and so they're doing that every couple of days, kind of playing for an hour or two with each other and running a Discord server for them to voice chat and. Um, yeah, it's been kind of fun and I kind of find myself wishing I would, I almost picked up another license just so I could jump in and, and join them because <laughs> our kids are all using up all our licenses for Minecraft, but I think we've given them enough. I'm going to hold off, but, um, you mentioned other, in the notes here, you mentioned something about Scratch, which is that programming sort of ki- programming for kids site, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's an MIT, uh, project. Um, it's block style programming. So it's, it's to teach you the basics of, you know, if then else, for while loops, uh, you know, button interactions and stuff. And my son's expressed an interest, I think probably because he knows I do programming and and this one's a relatively accessible thing, although I, I have to help him with it a lot. Um, but he's, 
it's fun because you can also kind of create all your own little graphics and stuff. It's very reminiscent to me of, of hypercard, um, mm. the old, uh, the old Mac platform. Um, although that you had to write Apple script, not, or well, hyperscript, not, um, not this block programming. Uh, and then you can, you know, we, we've kept in private, but you can share your projects. And so we've, we've sort of tried to t- turn that into the, uh, the tech lesson that he would normally get once a week at school. Um, so we've made like a, a basic balloon popping game where, you know, you tap the balloon and it disappears and makes a noise and increments a score. So, you know, some basics around event events and, and variables that are kind of interesting. I mean, he's only six, he's not going to be programming anything big soon, but it, it's enjoyable. And we've integrated it a little bit with, trying to do some of his math projects. Like he, he has to learn, um, number bonds, which is a, I guess a newer way of teaching addition and subtraction. So he made a little number bond checker where you set it up and hit the button and it'll tell you if you did it right or wrong. Oh yeah. It's yeah. That's where I think lots of parents are scrap. We're probably scrambling a bit and maybe still are in terms of what, (laughs) yes, what to do with kids. We have good resources from the teachers, but, um, it's still finding a lot of stuff to occupy time. It's interesting times. So know that you're not alone if you're out there and wondering what to do with your kids. And obviously, you don't want to necessarily spend all day or have them spend all day staring at video game screens. But maybe we can give a little bit of advice and tips on what to try out. Or you can send in your suggestions to us at Twitter, on Twitter at 25C Arcade. would be awesome to hear from you and how you're dealing with extra time with your kids, which is, is fun and a blessing. <laughs> but also, it can be a struggle, if you're, especially if you're trying to work. Wait. <laughs> What, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm working from home, but I, I have some flexibility there. So it lets me pop out and, you know, do some lessons and and uh, and maybe some fun playtime, which could be screen time or not. Yeah. Um, I think uh, uh, speaking of screen time, I think there's some rumors heating up again around Apple TV hardware, but also tvOS features. Um, I think I'm not sure if it was the iOS 13.4 build had something inside of it or or what, but some some features that seem to indicate a better kids mode on the Apple TV platform. Yeah, that's that's actually really interesting to me because it's not only the the screen time aspect of it where you can we, we've actually just in in lieu of what's going on we've kind of like uh, provisioned various old iOS devices to our kids and and then set up corresponding iMessage accounts and screen time related settings just to like for protection but also like for time uh, and amount spent on apps and stuff like that. And, uh, and the Apple TV itself would be a, an easy one to like sort of circumvent that at this point anyways. Um, and so it's interesting and good to see, I guess, that they're going to bring some of that there. I'm not interested. Uh, each parent is different, obviously, on how they do this, but it's not that we're interested in totalitarian, is that the word? <laughs> Control over what goes on by, with our kids on the device, but just kind of like guardrails kind of is what I'm after. And that's where, uh, Apple's been slowly getting, getting better at that. And, uh, so the Apple TV, I, for the purposes of this podcast, though, it's mainly just like we just need a new one so that we're not buying something that's really old and uh, can also play the Apple Arcade games really well that are out there. Um, and yeah, this, so this this kids mode screen time, is that something that you would be, it would be justification, I guess, for going for a newer one as opposed to buying a 4K model that's got cheaper? Um, I think so for us, probably 4k, we don't have a 4k TV, but the 4k model would probably be a little bit of future proofing for when our current now almost six year old TV 
inevitably dies that we would jump into the world of 4K, so might as well have it. Um, we certainly already have a f- reasonable amount of movie content in iTunes that would be available in 4K if we had the upgrade. Um, and certainly for some of these uh, Apple Arcade games, it feels like they really would benefit from the more console experience that an Apple TV could provide, which I haven't had a chance to try. In terms of screen time, I think I've we've talked before, you know, maybe it was episode one or two, you were talking about how Xbox Live manages it. We don't really have that much locked down because my son's screen time is we're, we're there, right? right? Like, so we don't really need to super lock it down other than just making sure he can't purchase apps or in-app purchases willy-nilly. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, we have that approval set up and that's, that's enough, you know, just, just avoid those accidental sorts of situations. Yeah. In-game purchases that rack up $200 all of a sudden overnight or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Although we don't have a lot of games that have that, those kind of, you know, buy a million gems uh, situation. But um, I did just upgrade my work computer to Catalina. So I'm, I'm a little bit tempted to put some arcade games on there from my Apple ID and, and see how they work on, on that larger screen. Yeah, actually, that's what I had. I completely forgot. I, I, in order for this trip, anyways, we, and other reasons I'd upgraded to a newer MacBook pro that came with Catalina. My main work computer here doesn't, that I use is still on uh, Mojave or whatever, but I kind of forgotten about Apple arcade as an option even. And, uh, but yeah, I just was upgrade, updating it the other day here and realizing, yeah, I should try it. I saw, um, perennial favorite of ours um grindstone grindstone yeah is on <laughs> thank you i'll just edit out the the dramatic pause yeah, my brain <laughs> caught up to my mouth but uh grindstone is on the mac app store version of apple arcade which i guess i would assume now that as they get more um support across all devices like as people upgrade to catalina more um they'll make that a requirement almost for the games as well just like apple tv so um, and I think it, it would have carryover as far as save state and stuff as well. So it could be interesting. I, I mean, I don't really need a, more distractions on my computer <laughs> for when I'm supposed to be working, but it is a nice option to have. <laughs> so what games are you going back to still, or have you tried in, in the meantime? Yes. Well, as, as discussed, I, I did not pick up Mutazioni, but, um, I tried, uh, Crossy Castle, um, had some fun with that one. So that's a little mini platformer from the folks who made uh crossy road and i guess disney crossy road the tie-in version it's pretty fun um you it's a it's a little procedurally generated tower and every set of levels have sort of a theme like oh this is the one with springboards this is the one with moving platforms this is the one with extra spikes and it gets progressively harder and there are bosses every 30 levels or so and a chance to get hearts back every, I think, 10 levels. But it's pretty challenging. And and what kept happening to me was there was one particular level that if that one ever came up on the random number generator, like I would just die three times and be done with my run. <laughs> so I just never got a chance to get better at that particular uh, level. But it's it's pretty fun. And there's a, there's a good variety of mechanics. And the on-screen controls actually work pretty well because it's just left, right, or jump. Cool. Yeah, those are like those are the Crossy Road one. I remember when that came out, and it's like it was just a fun, kind of simple, good-looking game that you, yeah, just was easy to jump, drop into, and drop out of, and not really worry too much, obviously, about long-term role-playing elements or anything right. like that. <laughs> so yeah, and this has a lot of the same uh, art style and costume elements, but you know, no, no in-app purchases. Of course, it's a little different business model. And then there's another one that uh, Kenny had mentioned, fellow good stuffer. 
uh, Kenny over on Midnight Snack, which you can check out as a podcast on goodstuff.fm slash Midnight Snack, um, called Round Guard. And did you give that one a try? Yeah, I gave it a quick try. Uh, it's it's a little bit, um, you know, Peggle or Snood or that general category, uh, but with some RPG elements thrown in. So you're you're upgrading your little character and you can pick a different class and then you're hurtling them through various uh, destructible items and, and monsters and using little power-ups to clear the level. Um, it's it's pretty good. I, I need to give it a little more time to get a better read on it. I think as with most games where there's an aiming mechanic, it's very tricky to get the hang of that, right? Like it's it's not repeatable actions. Yeah. Yeah. And the only other one I was playing with this last break, just a little bit more, was Mini Motorways, which was, wasn't one of our picks, but just as a, I find the puzzle game kind of element the easiest for my brain to sort of pop into if I'm, say, flying for five hours or uh, mm-hmm. anything like that and, and might be interrupted by a child at any moment who's drink has spilled all over their lap or anything like something like that that might happen on a plane just for example um and yeah that's where i like going back to grindstone it's it's kind of like a it feels like a puzzle element puzzle kind of game to me more than anything else a strategy game or whatever where it feels like you're kind of like trying to unlock the best path through through the uh each level but um still haven't wrapped that one but yeah mini motorways is a nice again visually really pleasing one to look at and uh and play and has nice little sounds and stuff if you have your headphones in or or whatever um and and then the other one that you had mentioned here in the notes spider what's that one yes that one just came out uh this week and um this is one that my son has really enjoyed and it's actually he's adapted to the the 3d controls of it pretty well so it kind of mechanics wise it's kind of a mix of um assemble with care in that you're kind of working through a puzzle uh, but instead of sort of holding the object and being able to turn it around in your hands, you're this little spider bot crawling around the object. So you're trying to like sabotage an airplane or rescue a submarine or um, stop a runaway train. Um, and it's got kind of the fun uh, 60s spy thriller setting around it. So uh, it's got a lot of the aesthetics that I liked from... Uh, what was that one I tried, like Agent 37 or whatever it was, right. that was not a very fun, wasn't fun mechanically, but had a good aesthetic. This one has that aesthetic and is also uh, quite fun. Um, so yeah, you're, you're kind of going through these different spy gadgets and trying to solve solve the levels. And uh, there's also some collectibles you can find around the levels, which is which is fun. Although my, my son, not being one for achievement, unlocking yet I was like why why are there stickers everywhere who is leaving these stickers <laughs> it is funny i was well i was just playing the trailer here while you're talking but uh is and so walking around the world and just watching him or him or her the spider controller i guess or whatever um you're sort of walking around a human-sized world obviously as a spider and then you kind of drop into deeper puzzles as you find the right the spot to go is that kind of the idea yeah, so you go into inside different mechanisms to to sort of fix them or sabotage them or, or whatever the case may be. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So it's 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 quite fun, and we played it with the controller, which I think. But I tried it briefly with the touch controls, and it seems like it would work well with that too. Yeah, it looks really again like most Apple Arcade games so far that we've tried. Anyways, looks really good, um, and just on that merit alone, I'm not hearing any sounds from it. I'm just watching the trailer, and it looks really good and. Uh, definitely worth be worth a try, especially for a kid. I could see, yeah, like a 
uh, uh, iPad sized version or bigger would be really nice to have just to see the yeah. elements. Whereas the iPhone size is probably not as enjoyable. I mean, obviously you can play it on the iPhone, but just, yeah, to really take in all the elements that you're looking at and seeing in the world you're walking around in. Yeah, there's definitely a, um, even though everything is available for all four platforms, I feel like each one has sort of an optimal, at least so far, the, each game has had sort of like, oh yeah, this is definitely a controller game or a touch game, or this is definitely an iPhone game or an iPad game or a TV game. So it's interesting. I don't know if that'll shake out because the, maybe these games were all sort of in development before Apple Arcade started. And so eventually we'll get to a point where the games have more parity across the four platforms, or it just will always be the case that one of them will be the afterthought for that particular game mechanic. Yeah, because when you think about it, it's a really hard, like it's hard enough to design a really good game for touch, but then to also account for the fact that someone might be playing it on their MacBook Pro or with a controller on a 70-inch TV at the same time. Like that's a tall order I think Apple's asking developers to do really. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad they're you know sort of pushing for that because it makes all the platforms equally viable in the long run, I think, because they don't not dependent on people buying an Apple TV like they were before for any sort of video games on the Apple TV, which is why Minecraft, I think, came and went from the Apple TV app stores, apparently. Um, right. If it if Minecraft can't make it, I guess, then <laughs> that's a and there may be other reasons why, obviously, different companies, different purposes. But um, yeah, so uh, it bodes well, I guess, that games like this are still coming out, even at this point, which is now, um, what are we here, probably five months into the Apple Arcade experience, I guess. So um, it's a good, good sign that they're not slowing down anyways, and, uh, and hopefully we'll get, yeah, continue to get more value. And that's where it's kind of nice with the Apple TV subscription, or Apple Arcade subscription, sorry, that... Um, it just adds to the library. It's not like games disappear, at least that we've seen yet. Um, I guess we'll find out if uh, a game all of a sudden drops off and you're not allowed to play it anymore because they, you know, revoke the license for it or something, or I don't know. Um, but that's more down the road. I don't I don't anticipate sort of the Netflix style where Friends all of a sudden disappears or whatever <laughs> from Apple Arcade, but I guess in theory it could happen. Yeah, I have to imagine they sign... Uh better content deals than that. And and probably they're a lot cheaper than trying to get friends on your streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so at any rate, uh, anything else to, as far as games you're going back to or still playing? Uh, I just, uh, I'll mention quickly. Uh, so my, my mom and I for, for basically forever have been huge Scrabble fans and we, you know, we play each other when we're in person, obviously, even though they're local, we are not, uh, interacting in person right now under quarantine. And, um, Hasbro launched a new mobile version of Scrabble, and it is one of the worst in-app purchase nonsense <laughs> games I have ever tried. It is like oh, no. impossible to just play your friends. It's constantly trying to get you into a game with a stranger, popping up, you know, today's prize run, uh, buy more gems that you can use for power-ups while playing Scrabble. Like, it's just, uh, it, it is an example of everything that Apple Arcade is trying not to be. <laughs> Uh, it's disappointing, especially for something like at this point, there has been a million and one probably Scrabble games, and mm -hmm. it should not be that hard to make a good game that you know people are. So obviously, it sounds like just a money grab to try and get Yeah, people. it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just wish there was a like letterpress, but Scrabble, you know? Yeah. Simple UI, play your friends, that's it. Yeah, actually, and I haven't... Uh, I mean, other than Minecraft, it's that's the main one that's sort of been going around. I, my relaxing game that I go to is we don't even have a 
Xbox corner. We don't need to add an Xbox corner, I don't think, for the amount that I actually play. But you, you are um, not getting me to buy an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, you said that about the Switch, didn't you? <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I did. <laughs> no, that's. Uh, I'm going to convince Kyle. I can't remember if Kyle has the. I think he has an Xbox. And going to convince if I can convince Kyle to buy NHL 20 and play an actual game of hockey with me. That's the. That's the end goal for GoodStuff.fm as an entity. That then we'll just shut it all down. <laughs> But uh, yeah, NHL hockey is my like. I don't. I don't play hockey. I don't. I mean, I play street hockey with my kids, but I don't play hockey. I don't obsess about real NHL hockey. But for me, playing a NHL hockey video game is kind of like the the wind down thing in the evening, and it's it's nice in terms of most sports games are like this. There's not a lot of strategy to it. You play the game, you stop, you're done. That's it, and it's kind of like just like watching a TV show almost for me. So that's my little mind break uh, game of of choice these days. But uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. What games are you playing during your whatever quarantine, isolation, or just uh, what are the terms that we're using? Stay socially distancing, physically distancing, whatever the term is in your neck of the woods. <laughs> you can uh, reach us at uh, on Twitter at twenty five cents twenty five C Arcade, and of course, uh, goodstuff.fm slash. Uh, 25c so uh anything else for next time we'll actually try playing what's it called nick mutazione we're gonna do it there we go we're actually gonna play it and i think you know what the the biggest problem for me actually is a game like that and uh i was thinking of other games that we've we've played where it feels like um going back to the idea of like mini motorways or a grindstone where it's like a quick drop in drop out even derriere doomsday vaults enchanted even pilgrims to a point uh in most all feel like i have to like be emotionally connected and invested in what i'm doing and it's often right that's not what i'm going to my phone for (laughs) you can make some sort of deeper analogy towards all social media and stuff here as well that i'm not really emotionally connecting with what's going on there either Uh, and i think that's where i start up the game and it's like I, cause I, st- I started it up and I watched the, the first little bit of the cutscene. It looks really good and really deep and, and emotionally like intense even, but I'm like, I'm just, uh, waiting for my kid to go to sleep. I can't really do that right now. So I have to go back to grindstone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll switch to some, uh, some of the more, uh, casual puzzlers in the rotation after, <laughs> after this. All right. I know it sounds like it's very, uh, first world problems to be complaining about the game you're playing for your podcast obviously so (laughs) before i get too many tiny violins playing for me i think we'll sign off so (laughs) thank you for listening to 25 cents the apple arcade podcast we run here good stuff you can find me on twitter at icris and you can find me on twitter and most everywhere else as ultra nerd that's n-u-r-d and you can find 25 cents wherever you listen to podcasts of course be sure to check out the good stuff patreon patreon.com slash good stuff is you'll get some early previews of the midnight snack show as well as other stuff that we've got planned over there and uh be sure to tell your friends about 25 cent arcade we'd love to uh have you and your friends as listeners subscribers viewers we stream this live occasionally Thursdays when we can. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.